It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Ancestor, that's someone who is quite dead. Who supposedly... Because they once lived and were in the same genetic linking with me. In some way, they affect my life. That's spooky. I'm sorry. That's weird. You know, that's like you go to the graveyard for directions. What do you think, Grandma? I'm thinking about maybe uh, picking up a new sofa this week. (laughs) You know, spooky. Let's be honest, just because my great, 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 is that enough? Great grandfather was related to Abraham Lincoln does not make me honest. It it doesn't even give me the DNA for honesty. You know what that boy's got? He's got Abraham Lincoln DNA. You can trust what he's saying. Buy that used car. (laughs) No, no, no. I took one of these ancestry tests. I did! Turns out I am 1% electric eel. Ooh, that was shocking. Speaking of electric, don't you think an electric... Seal, an electric seal, would be a really great animal. It, it, it gets excited and it, it claps with its fins and lightning bolts come out. Now there's a house pet to scare your mother to death. I, it's one person I was talking about, their ancestry told me that their their family, way back when, came over on the Mayflower. I know, over the years, the Mayflower, the Pilgrim's Thanksgiving, all these stories have, have gained such national significance to us. But you quite understand, if you, if you are related to the Puritans, you are a loser. They were chased out of every country in Europe because they were just a bunch of sticks in the mud. So they said, well, so, uh, we'll, well, well, we'll take care of that. We're going to get on a boat and go on a life and death mission across the water, probably never to be seen of again, but you'll feel bad when we're gone. Nobody did. Nobody in Europe said, you know, we should have been nicer to those Puritans so they wouldn't get on a boat and go on a death mission. But they got on the boat. They made it all the way over to Plymouth Rock. And then they couldn't raise crops, and the Indians had to come in and save their butts, teach them how to raise corn. And then they went down to another colony, and they decided that some young girls in town kind of hankering to look like witches. Yes, indeed. <laughs> And you know what we ought to do for those young ladies? 
I'm thinking we ought to burn them at the stake. Now, I know that sounds a little drastic on first hearing. Maybe we should just scold them. But no, no, no. I think if you burn enough of them at the stake, you're going to get that witch thing out of their minds. They burned little girls for being witches, and then they were done. These Puritans that people are so proud to be related to became because they came over on the Mayflower. They made Christmas illegal. They said it's a pagan holiday, and they made it illegal. Now, I... Maybe you end up related to them, and maybe it's okay that they came over in the Mayflower, but you really wouldn't want to hang around with these people. You know, you wouldn't even want to get your daughters near them just in case you, your, your kids were in a bad mood in that day and somebody had a bonfire in the backyard. If each one of us took our ancestry and it was reported to us accurately without all the bells and whistles of, you know, you know. My family said, well, you're mostly German. Oh, that's nice. Let's see. Adolf Hitler. Hmm. Yeah, family reunions are a problem. If you took people's actual ancestry we would all come back 100% human 100% human so what's all the fuss oh I, I, I got some good news for you folks you're part of a family you have a father you do He's named God. You got a mother. Her name is nature. You know, so, some folks, though, call her science. That's absolutely fine. She doesn't mind. Dad is in the eternities as a spirit. And mom, she's here on earth. Matter of fact, it's mother nature. It's science that explains the earth to us if we're willing to listen, if we're willing to learn. Actually, we spend most of our time with mom, not much different perhaps than growing up in a real-life family. And you end up honoring your father, which is God who we don't see, by loving your mother who you do see in nature or maybe it's that you love your father by honoring your mother. Or actually, maybe, could it be? It's both. We need an older brother. Someone to help us through and to tell us how to handle all the various aspects of life and how to work the ropes and everything. His name is Jesus. He understands mom and dad. He was on earth for 33 years, and he can actually help you figure out the parents, Father God and Mother Nature. Because we got to. If, if you just walk around saying, I like dad, 
yeah, mom's going to give you an awful lot of chores. If you walk around and say, mom's my favorite, then the provider, then the creator is lost from your consciousness and you just begin to believe that whatever you can touch and whatever you just handle is all there is. Father, he wants you to come home someday. Matter of fact, here's the here's the story. I don't know what you, you maybe you don't believe it. I don't I don't care. I, story spooks me sometimes, but I I want to believe it's true that someday that I'll be with my Creator, my Father. Matter of fact, I'm told that I only spend a no more than a a century on this planet and somewhere out there in the cosmic world, the energy of the of science, I'll spend my eternity. Father wants you to come home someday. And Mother Nature, science, is here to help you understand your journey and how to get there as a decent person. I know it's not a popular thing to say, but doggone it, life in my mind begins with me and it ends with me. I'm born and I die and what I do in between there is the only thing that matters. Conjuring up old saints or old family members or even trying to rely on the family that I'm around that sits around and eats breakfast with me. It's not going to provide me the shelter and the cover and the reality of what I need to portray myself to be. My life began with me when I came out of the womb, and it will end when I suck my last breath. If I don't understand that, if I don't believe that, I start living for other people other than myself, which drives me nuts. Along with Father God, Mother Earth and Brother Jesus are billions, count them, billions of cousins. They're all related to you. That's right, it's not ancestry.com, it's ancestor.common. I have a common ancestor, a common ancestry with all of you, billions of you. You're my cousins. You, you folks, you got to understand you have more in common with these people than differences. And even if you don't think that's true, trying to focus on the differences doesn't bring about commonality. It doesn't make us think, oh, we're so different that... Gee whiz, that makes me feel more common with you. What creates commonality is when we start finding things in common. That's what creates the commonality to know what you need to do. Now, when you don't do this, when you don't look at these people on earth as these billions of cousins, as your, 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 your family, your, your, the, the people you're working with during this particular time that you're here. This century at most of life. 
You can become a racist. A racist is someone who focuses on race, not just their own race, but brings too much focus on the issue of race. We used, there used to be buzz, a buzzword for people who were like this. The word was segregation. Segregation now, segregation forever. You might remember that speech by a famous governor in Alabama. But we don't use the word segregation anymore. The new buzzword of the millennial racist, the person who's carried racism into this 2000 era, the, bu the buzzword is culture. I'm studying your culture so I can better understand you. <laughs> you are such a freak. I actually have to open up a book and read about it. Can't talk with you. Can't try to find things that we really like in common. Doggone it, I've just never found anybody who doesn't like fried chicken. Every culture has its own rendition of fried chicken. That's why you go around the world and you eat and you go, hmm, tastes like chicken. Because it is. I am studying your culture so I can better understand you. That immediately establishes that you're not normal. Because don't, don't lie to yourself. If you're not like me, if I'm not like you, I, you think I'm weird. You may not want to criticize my weirdness, but I'm separated from you. The second thing that these millennial racists that are out there do now, they go, the blank people have customs which include blank and blank. The African-American people have customs like Kwanzaa. If you walk up to the average black person in this country and you ask them about Kwanzaa, they go, huh, what? Kwanzaa? We are convinced that the average person from the Far East, the Near East, and the Middle East have so many different approaches to life that we would just be baffled if we spent a day with them. Really? Most people eat, most people crap. We've never discussed the culture of crapping. Why don't we discuss the culture of crapping? I wonder how those uh, black people crap. How? Have you ever seen a Chinese man on a toilet? I haven't either. I wonder if they've overcome that. What is it? We don't discuss some things. It's just we want to maintain our racism by focusing on a few little unusual facts and then go, oh, isn't it a big, marvelous world within where we're all so different? And finally, these millennial racists want to say to you, we all have a culture which we embrace. I don't. I don't. And I don't, be, I don't like to be around people who try to convince me just because they're 42.3% of the 
Arakpaho Indian that they're going to go out and live in a teepee and, and regain their roots. Come on. Give me a break. This is an obsession. But it's not just an obsession. It is racism. It is a new form of racism to keep us separate. Because amazingly, the more you get to know people, the more you get to know people, the more you understand them, and the more you can accept them as part of your household, and the more fluid your relationship is with your older brother Jesus, your mother nature, which is science, and your father God. It's a wonderful family. Don't pick a favorite parent. Mother and father love and respect each other. So father God loves science and mother loves the creation and the creator. They were meant to get along. Don't let them be separated anymore. And brother Jesus, he tells us that we can understand spiritual things by comprehending earthly things. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I said it again, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a beautiful system. If you're willing to join in the family. Or, I guess you can just lock, in yourself, lock yourself up in your room with your ancestry chart and pretend you're an orphan. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow, but I am an orphan today. But the good news is Daddy Warbucks has already been here and created you. And he's joined you with everybody on earth if you're willing to accept your cousins. Deciding to be an orphan is just a downright painful way to live. It's a painful way to live, but you've got to begin to separate yourself from the insanity that we're standing at arm's length from one another because of a few ways we eat bread. You eat bread. I, these folks over here, they have tortillas. See the difference? No, I don't. It's bread. It's shaped differently. It's pounded out differently. It's bread. We keep trying to find reasons, examples of how different we are, yet we do not want to confess that it's due to our racism. So we call it culture. What is your culture? We all like to, we all like to bind together into a tribal unit. Yeah, the tribal unit is called humanity. There are not millions and millions and millions and millions of different breakdowns of the human race. Just people who think they're special because they came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> it doesn't make you special. 
Some people think the cradle of Earth is in England, and some people think it's in Africa. The cradle of humanity is in your heart as you're willing to accept all these people around you as your brothers and sisters, your cousins, your family. And you honor Father God, and you appreciate science and Mother Nature, and you let Brother Jesus give, the, give you the message of peacemaking. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's hard to love your neighbor when you think that he belongs in a different neighborhood than you because he likes his beer a little different. Ancestor.com. You are part of a family. So the good news, the good news is this, you are not alone, just not more important than anyone else. And the better news is, Father God, Mother Nature, Brother Jesus, and a whole planet of cousins are standing by eagerly. to welcome you. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.